0: Welcome to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Bennett. I am thrilled to have you join me this week. And I just want to share this quick message. If you missed my last solo episode, which was all about pursuing deep community, be sure to go back and listen in. That episode is all about why you need community, and in it, I share the seven critical characteristics of a healthy, empowering community. This week, I want to share with you how you can find your people. Friends, again, if you listened last week, you know that community has been a topic that the Lord has just been laying on my heart. And so I want to share with you the things that I feel I've been shown as it relates to community. And here's one thing I know for sure is that many people today long to be in community, but they don't know how to find their community. They don't know how to find their people. Now, why is this important? Well, because friends, as women who are partnering with God to impact culture through our work, it is critically important that we are a part of a community. Because here's the thing, the enemy would love nothing more than to keep us from the good, influential, impactful work that God has called us to. And when I think about this, I always think of First Peter 5, 8, which states, Be careful. Watch out for attacks from Satan, your great enemy. He prowls around like a hungry, roaring lion, looking for some victim to tear apart. Oh, I do not like that verse, if I am being honest. But here's the truth. The enemy doesn't want to see us doing the good, influential, impactful work that God has called us to, and he will do anything he can to stop that. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The enemy, friends, wants to destroy as much as he can in your life. I know that's not something we always want to hear, but it's truth. And this includes your work. This includes your assignment. This includes your leadership, your influence, your impact. And friend, he will do whatever it takes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me share some specific examples with you. At one point, I believe I shared this in a past podcast episode, I was asked to be a keynote speaker for the Digital Media Con conference. And when I was offered this, I, of course, said yes, because, oh my gosh, digital media, Um, Christian communicators. I'm all about that. And I have to tell you, during the time period when I was preparing my keynote, I was under attack. I think, I believe that the enemy was trying to do whatever he could do to keep me from putting together a keynote that hopefully would encourage and impact the lives of those who would listen. I had never felt a spiritual attack like that than I did in that season, that moment. And I remember I called out on some friends and just asked them to surround me in prayer. And they were so faithful to do that. That small community that said, yes, we will pray for you. I felt their prayers. Their prayers made such a big difference in my life. And so I was able to deliver my keynotes and God was faithful. So that's just one example. The other example is my house fire. I've talked about this. I share the whole experience of it in a past podcast episode. But if I'm being honest, I believe that house fire was some kind of spiritual warfare, some kind of attack from the enemy. Because the way the fires started Was kind of a freak thing. Like it's not something that you hear about every day. And at that moment when it happened, there were some really great things happening in my life. God was and still is just opening up some great doors. And the enemy knows how much I love my house. Like I really do. I love my house. And so. What does he do? He takes away one of the things that I absolutely love. He takes away my house I believe to try to distract me from the good work that God was calling me to. Again, I am not one to always say, "Oh my gosh, that's a spiritual attack," but in those two key instances in my life, I truly believe the enemy was coming to kill Steal and destroy the keynote speaking opportunity and the house fire. And in both situations, I have had a community of people surrounding me in prayer. And this, friends, is why it's so important that we have a community who can come alongside us as we pursue and fulfill the work that God has called us to do. Now, you may be thinking, that sounds great, Jen, but I don't know how to find a community. And quite honestly, being a part of a community freaks me out a bit. And I get that because if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about how when you are a part of a thriving community, one of the key characteristics is that there is vulnerability, meaning that you are open and real and honest with people. And that takes being vulnerable. And many of us do not like to be vulnerable. But let me remind you community is needed in our lives, and we have to have a group of people that we can be vulnerable with. And so, if you feel today like I don't know how to find a community, and quite honestly, becoming a part of a community freaks me out a little bit, here's the good news. Today, I wanna share with you five specific ways that will help you find your community. So if you don't have pen or paper or anything near you, just make sure you come back and write these things down because these may actually seem a little bit different to what I'm going to share here with you. So number one, ask now. This is where we must start. You see, God cares about every part of your life, including your community, your friendships, and your desire to belong. And sometimes I think we forget that. And here's the thing, because he cares about every part of your life, he cares about you having a community to be a part of. You are free to ask God to bring you a community. And again, I don't think we always remember that, but God cares about that. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God. So don't be afraid to ask God for a community. And get this, Jesus asks twice, "What do you want me to do for you?" He first asked this question to his disciples James and John in Mark 10:36, and then again he asked this question to a blind beggar who asked Jesus for his sight. And so friend, if community is something you long for, and really it should be, don't be afraid to ask God for that. He cares about every detail of your life, including your community and your friendships. So number one is ask now, don't delay. Ask God now to provide you with a community that will help you grow and mature not only in your relationship with Jesus, but also in your relationship with others. Step number two is step out. What do I mean by this? What I mean is that we have to stop waiting around for people to invite us to be a part of their community. Instead, we have to be willing to do the asking. If you want to build a community, don't be afraid to make the first move. And Again, I think this is one of the things that trips us up so many times is we wait to be asked rather than moving forward and doing the asking rather than stepping out. And so don't be afraid to ask your work colleague to join you for lunch. Invite that new acquaintance from church for coffee or start a conversation with someone. Reach out to that online connection and see if they're willing to meet up with you on Zoom. Invite your neighbor over for dinner. You see, friends, if we want community, we cannot wait around for people to come to us. We have to be bold and courageous and make the first move. And a beautiful example of this that I absolutely love is that I had two friends that I went to New York with, gosh, I think it was back in like 2019. So, Anita and I, we actually worked together. So, we saw each other in person all the time. And then we had this friend, Julie, that we knew online, but hadn't met in person. Well, on a whim, we decided, let's meet up in New York and have a fun girls' trip. And we did it. We stepped out and we just did it. And it was a fabulous trip and experience. We loved it so much. So, here's the thing if you want community, Don't wait for people to approach you. Step out and approach them. So quick review. One way is to ask now, seek God and say, God, help me find community. Don't be afraid to ask God that because he cares about every detail of your life. Number two is step out. Ask people. If you want to build community, don't be afraid to make the first move. And then number three is register today. You may be like, register today? Jen, what in the world does that mean? Well, this is probably one of my most favorites. If you know me, you know I love attending conferences. Why? Well, because I get to meet great people. Let me give you an example. Phil Mershon, he is the Director of Experience for Social Media Examiner, Social Media Marketing World. He and I, gosh, we've been connected for years online, but then really connected, gosh, a little over a year ago at Social Media Marketing World. Well, that friendship led me to be introduced to John Harris, who is the president at Global Transformation Solutions. Phil knew John, and so Phil introduced me to John. And so then as Phil and John and I started talking, I was introduced to Sarah, who knew Phil, and she's like a marketing extraordinaire and community and social media manager. And she is just amazing. And then I introduced the group to my friend, Alicia, who is the founder and owner at Alicia Michelle Christian Mindset Coach. And we actually met at the Spark Media Conference. And that was a conference that I was speaking at. And she came up to me after my session and invited me to lunch with her. So here we have a group of people in all these different areas, and yet somehow we all came together. I initially met Phil online, but then we met in person at a conference. And then John and I officially met online, but then we met in person at Social Media Marketing World. And then Sarah and I met online, and then we met in person when we were in Colorado for our community gathering. And then Alicia and I met at a conference. See, here's the thing. Who knew that by getting involved and attending conferences that God would bring together this amazing group of people, this community that I am just so very grateful for. And so here's the thing. Don't be afraid to get involved. Even if you're an introvert like me, sign up for those conferences, attend those events, Look for conferences or events related to your interests or industry. Make connections online with other attendees before getting there. Make plans to meet with them in real life while you were there. You see, the more you can get involved, the more people you will meet. And my goodness, who knows what God will do with that? One day, you might just find yourself saying, I have found my people. I want to give you another quick example. My friend Don and I, gosh, we met years ago and we met online in a business training group. Little did I know that God would bring this great friendship together. So much so that Don and I ended up not only meeting in person, but then working for the same company twice. Like one company one time and then another company another time. And that was just by us being involved online, being a part of a business group And then eventually meeting up at a conference in person and then developing this relationship and working at two different companies together. And so number three is register today. Get out there and meet people you don't want to hold yourself up. Number four is get involved. And I want you to take a moment and think through what are you passionate about? What connects with your heart like nothing else? Friend, know these things and then get involved with some local organizations that work in that sweet spot. Look for organizations that align with your interests, such as maybe a sports team or a book club or a community foundation. This can be a great way to connect with people who share your passion and build meaningful relationships. I'm actually in the process of doing this because I want to connect at a deeper level with people and my local community here in Marion, Indiana. So I'm praying and I'm seeking the Lord as to what organization I can be a part of. And here's the thing, don't forget about your local church. If you wanna go beyond the weekly Sunday service, which I recommend you do, get involved with a small group. Over the years, my small group at church has been life-giving to me. So find one that centers on interest of yours, age group, season of life. But here's the thing. You've got to get involved. If you want community, you have to be willing to get involved. And that can be getting involved in different organizations or foundations or community organizations in your community and getting involved at your church, not just going on Sundays, but actually getting involved in a small group. And then lastly, get active. So every summer when I'm home in Indiana, I love to head out to Matter Park. It's a beautiful park right here in Marion. And every time I go out there, let me just tell you, the pickleball course or courts, I guess you would say, are filled. They are filled with families and friends just having fun outdoors. Not only that, but I see people walking together, chatting, just having a great time. So another way to build community is by getting active. When I say get active, I'm not saying you have to go and climb a mountain, although that could be fun. But what I'm saying is maybe there are some people you already know that would love to go on a walk with you. Maybe there are some people that would love to play some pickleball with you. Or maybe it means getting involved at your local gym. I have a friend, Sarah, who's in our community, who is a part of a hiking group that goes hiking every weekend. You're actually going to hear a little bit more of her story next week. And I have to admit, I might be a little jealous of that. I would love to be a part of a hiking group. But here's the thing. That's one of her communities. When I was actively involved in CrossFit, I had a community there that was amazing for that season of my life. We worked out together. We texted each other to make sure we were all showing up. We encouraged each other and pushed each other. It was an amazing community. So friends, get out there and get active. Your community might be right outside your door. So quick recap. If community is something you long for, and as I said earlier, it should be, here are some specific ways that will help you find your community, find your people. Number one, ask now. Ask God to show you, to bring you to the community that you need to be a part of. Number two, step out. Stop waiting around for other people to invite you to be a part of their community and instead be willing to be the one to ask others first. Number three, register today. Get out there, attend events, attend conferences, allow yourself the opportunity to meet a variety of people. Number four, get involved. What connects with your heart like nothing else? What are you passionate about? Look for organizations in your community that align with your interests, such as sports teams, book clubs, community foundations, and get involved and get involved in your local church. And then number five, Get active, get outdoors, do something fun, do something that is active. Invite other people to do that with you. Because again, your community might be right outside of your door. Friends, here's what I want you to remember. Finding a community takes time and effort, but it's worth it to find a group of people who support you and make you feel like you belong. Don't be afraid to try new things. Step outside of your comfort zone and take risks in order to find the right community for you. We need community if we are going to pursue and fulfill the work that God has called us to with excellence. So friends, get out there, be a part of other communities, get involved, invite people to do things with you Ask God to help guide you and lead you. There is a community out there for you. And I can promise you this, when you get involved with a community, it's life-changing. It's a beautiful thing. Friends, next week on the She Impacts Culture podcast, I'm gonna be joined by two of my friends who are part of my current community, Alicia and Sarah. And I can't wait for you to hear their stories. So make sure that you tune in next week. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for his kingdom.